Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by Mike Munsenreiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week, we're talking about competition in skateboarding. First, we'll discuss the X Games Real Street Contest, then artfully transition into a conversation about other alternative contests outside of the 60-second skate park run variety. The winners of the 2020 X Games Real Street Contest were announced this week. The judges gave Chase Webb gold, and the people with a push from Tony Hawk voted Clive Dixon as the fan favorite. In addition to the one-minute video parts, ESPN produced a 46-minute piece for broadcast on television starring this year's judges mike burnett lee dupont and chris cole jason how do you think the competition shook out this year well uh you know burnett likes the insane terrain so based on that uh it's pretty easy to see why chase webb won he was doing like his whole shit is he basically does like ledge combos on rails like he did like uh frontside feeble grind big spin of frontside board sliders album he's like he's like definitely on some different shit i think For sure. that, it's impressive yeah yeah definitely no matter what you think about pizza skateboards like it's uh it's a front for the irs or whatever like tax write-off <laughs> uh, yeah the kid's definitely on on some different shit um i think frankie villani should have done better like his shit was really cool like i liked his part in the primitive vid like he had a, a good variety and shit like some flip out like some stick stair shit jumping down stuff i thought clive dixon's part was like not really up to what he did for that uh last thrasher part like it was that seemed to be just like creep stock. yeah cre- yeah the one where he skated the creep it was, it was even called creep yeah it's, it's called the video part creep with featuring the song creep that might that should be the new naming convention. Just whatever the song is called is what your video part's called. Instead of like, yeah, actually, Mike Munzenrider's ignition. Never mind. <laughs> ignition. Never or mind. Shit, we got we got R. Kelly and Chase Webb on the pod already mentioned. <laughs> or like, uh, would it be like the video part's called Iron Maiden, featuring the song Iron Maiden off of the self-titled record iron Maiden. you can, you can go all type all types of different ways you can go with that uh that type of shit but that's, um, that's the type of inception they said couldn't be done yeah it's in, it's inception for sure but yeah anyway clive dixon it seemed like he was just doing like stock tricks downstairs rails and shit uh it was woman apart two of the tricks he didn't even ollie like he like wrote i know that's the thing now but he like wrote up some shit that probably like most people could do and uh one of those right on grinds, which was a Sanchez grind, I guess. But yeah, also, I think Dakota Serval probably should have gotten the bronze there. He had some pretty interesting shit mm-hmm. going on. But uh, yeah, I guess ESPN's psych to have this uh, content because what else do they have going on? Like they got Korean baseball, like the Hanwha Eagles and shit. They got professional cornhole. So yeah, they, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. Actual X Games in. Um, Minneapolis, Mike. But if I right. remember right, they have been officially canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. So yeah. hey, at least at least they got this going on. I don't know. What'd y'all think? I think bringing up just the insane terrain factor, like the lineup, say for Frankie, was kind of no offense, all ver- different variations of the same dude, like rail chompers. Um, and and one thing that kind of came to mind is like those rail clips take a long time. So Frankie Villani definitely like packed way more tricks than anybody else into his one minute section. Yeah, it seemed like shorter for the one minute clips. I feel like in the past the uh, the clips 
the parts have been longer. And then also just like the lineup of only six skaters this year, it seemed just a little bit condensed. And I know um, obviously there's a lot going on. So I think that makes sense. I'll, I'll, I'll point out Chase Webb did that 50-50, hop the chain to 50-50 at Hollywood High. Like that stood out to me as pretty nuts. And I am actually kind of wondering like when, like Jamie Foy is such a machine, but I, I, I could tell you like one trick out of his part. He's kind of like on that, like so consistently manufacturing stuff that like it's all a blur. Kickflip backsmith. I can think of that. And he big spin flipped out of something really solid. And that's all I got. I think that's just how our brains are wired now. Like uh, it's hard to remember stuff. True. Especially when it's just a uh, bunch of skate tricks that are pretty similar. Like boom, 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 boom. But yeah, you were saying tabular? On that note, I mean, I think our brains are wired for like variety or something like naturally. So when it's all big kinked rails, I think we start to tune out a little bit. And yeah, like was it Mike who said that the rails take up more time? So there's less tricks per minute than, you know, some other video part that's not restricted to 60 seconds. But I, I always think that these things are cool to watch. I wish that the user experience on the X Games website was better. Like, I could just click play and watch them all play back to back. And maybe there's a commercial in between the, you know, every video part. Like, I'd be fine with that. But for me, I had to, like, keep clicking back and forth. You know, get your shit together, guys. They have never had a good interface for any of these for, like, what, six or seven years that they've been doing them? I'm with you. Oh, even, yeah, even for, like, their, like, basketball highlights and shit. It's all uh, all wonky. Basketball highlights, football highlights, all that shit. He's the same weird uh, video player. Yeah, you'd think that they could figure that shit out. But I I always, I wouldn't say I look forward to X Games Real Street, but when I see that it's happened, I'm like, ooh, sweet. I'll get some some good shit and some leftovers, and I'll be entertained for, uh, you know, six minutes or so. Yeah. So that's that's pretty good. I was hoping for more curveballs a la Frankie Villani, you know. I mean, Warist has done it in the past. I feel like there was just some folks who you didn't really expect. And, yeah, circling back to, like, lots of factors probably shaped what came out this year. But I would have liked to seen just a little bit more variety. And I do want to, I know, um, yeah, Jason, you'd written down all the, the weird kickflip body burial things. I'm going to try to, what did he do? He did it, He did it both ways over that, like, channel bank channel yeah like, it's like kickflip help me out here kickflip frontside body varial catch it and turn it something like that it's almost <laughs> like the the brian lottie with a kickflip yeah with a kickflip like something along those lines like it was pretty 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 tight um and i'll shut up after this but he also did it, it, it could be a hard flip 180 it could be like more of a kickflip backside body varial down a well-heeled double set in Southern California, but I always like it when the hard flip 180, kind of like the kick flip part doesn't turn all that much and it's more of the body turning. I always like that, so. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, but if it, that was a hard flip 180, like he turned 180 before he popped, like that's kind of like the cheap way to do it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it was weird. There's a bunch of shit in there that was hard to figure out, but it was cool, like something different. It's fun. Speaking of hard to figure out, I was watching this, uh, the real street, uh, I don't know, television production, you know, the thing the broadcast, the broadcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Lee DuPont kind of pointed out like, oh, I think this was shot at like a, you know, slow frame rate. You can't even see what's going on in like Frankie Vellani's first trick over the like Flushing Meadows. Great. And I was like, yeah, that's that's a good point. Like, 
I, I really can't tell what's going on here. I can't even remember that clip. <laughs> no, I know it, it was brains. Uh, it's like back in like 1992 when you had to like slow mo everything, <clears throat> like frame by frame to to figure out what they were doing. It was like a like a pressure flip, late flip or something. There was something late happening. Yeah, yeah, there was something late. Yeah, I, I didn't even pick yeah. up on it when I first watched. And, you know, had Lee DuPont not called it out, I wouldn't have even noticed. What is I Lee felt like DuPont's position in the industry right now? I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe we could check LinkedIn. I, I was hoping ESPN <laughs> would have contextualized the guy. I think I think his Chiron was just like videographer or something. Mystery. I'm, I'm in LinkedIn right now. Are you going to give him an endorsement? As videographer, while you're there, <laughs> <laughs> I endorse the videography. This guy, yay, he's a good videographer. I endorse. He's him. got sick angles. Looks like uh, skateboarding's Lee Dupont is not on LinkedIn, unfortunately. So we will never know what his industry job is. Shortly after I caved and got a LinkedIn profile, I don't know if it's a real or not. Shane O'Neill hit me up on there, but I'm LinkedIn with Shane. Yeah, with uh. All the messages I get on LinkedIn are like offers to like teach English in China, and I'm afraid I'll like end up being like a like a, a slave, basically, like in a work camp. I don't know. <laughs> like that movie uh, with Claire Danes, I forgot what it was called. Fucking uh, broke down castle or something. But um, anyway, <laughs> big yeah, anyway. Yeah, just imagine this. The broadcast was crazy because like imagine you're like just like a regular kid or whatever who's you know think think skating is cool and like the way the type of skating they're presenting is so unrelatable like it might as well be like a giant vert ramp know what i mean yeah i see i was watching it and i was like this is actually pretty sick like if if this is a thing that's going to get people into skating like i think that's pretty rad you know i I think it's better than the x games or the olympics or whatever you know like this is like real street as, as the name says so this really gives gives kids or moms or whoever is watching like a real idea of what it's actually like out there doing what skaters do what and i feel like this is like a a real representation of professional skateboarding or like the professional skateboarding that the majority of skaters want to see yeah as opposed to like i guess contest like the do tour or whatever right everyone does like the same run over and over again I mean, I'm going to be devil's advocate, even though I really like the point you just you guys both made. Like, it seems more and more that like everything's really so park focused that like, is this as relatable as maybe we think it is? Again, devil's advocate. Yeah, maybe it's relatable to me who, you know, grew up without a skate park in my town. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I should note, Jason pointed out or I forget who now. Sorry. It's not the most relatable skating, but the fact that it's street skating is like relatable to us on some level. Right. That's that's a really interesting point about park footage being more relatable. You're just blowing my mind right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just even. I mean, you know, more, some places are more opened up than other places right now. But like, I went and skated the University of Minnesota solo the other day, and I mean. The place is a ghost town. It's like it's pretty incredible if if you've skated there a lot over the years, because it's like you know the perfect summer Saturday where there's no events on campus going on, and there's you know a couple randoms reading books here and there, and you know I like heard other skaters, but I didn't see them, and I mean it's just like it's wide open, and yet you know 
I see the locals on Instagram still still posting clips from the same crap outdoor skate park. So I just I just wonder, like, what is what is the default mindset? Yeah, I think it's there's probably a generational thing there where, you know, people like you and I grew up in the streets and younger heads grew up at the skate park. So that's just where they default to. Yeah, still, I, I do yeah. think it's it's like a it is a, a really cool representation to put out there. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because it's also like, you know, illegal as it's ever been for yeah. probably many of those spots. Yeah. You know, from what I see out here, like the the park is more like a meetup, like warm up place. Like on the weekends, the kids that are you know into it like meet up there and then go downtown or whatever. So yeah. I feel like Richmond's park is not like a hangout all day kind of scenario. Like it's not set up that way. No, no, it's de- definitely not. It's uh, it is what it is. But they have the new the DIY that's a lot of people skate that they keep expanding, which is tight. Oh, it was like Zika Farm, but no, that's that's Baltimore, right? I don't know. Um, oh, that one. Yeah, I mean, it's called Texas Beach or whatever. Okay. But, uh, yeah, the Richmond Park is not that great. It's, I mean, it is what it is. It's got, like, a ledge or whatever. But, yeah, it's not like a hangout all day type mm-hmm. of place. Yeah, the yeah, session's never going to get that hot where all of a sudden it's, like, three hours later. Oh, yeah. Crap, we're not going anywhere today. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, I feel like for a park to be a hangout all day kind of place, there's got to be like kind of a chill zone or something, like a place yeah, where yeah. hang and kind of be in the mix without actually be skating. And yeah, that Richmond Park is not that. Yeah, it does yeah. not fit the bill. Yeah, but yeah. the uh, the Charlottesville Park, on the other hand, that's a uh, yeah, you can make a day of it. Yeah, that, you know, that place is awesome. That place does look fun. Yeah, shout out Canton Russell for uh, designing it. I think or having playing a major part in designing. Dang, I'm just imagining being like the, because Canton Russell was involved and in, definitely involved in like designing some parks up here too. Oh yeah. Like as, as 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 a as a former community newspaper reporter, I'm just imagining like being at that city council meeting, Russell in a suit, just PowerPoint in a way for the city council. Oh yeah. With the uh, you know, he made it past the parks board. That would be a sight to see. He's <laughs> like, man, that guy did a. Fatty to fatty backside 360 <laughs> in Europe somewhere. Canton Russell, who was not allowed to be on Plan B skateboards, presented at Tuesday's meeting. <laughs> yeah, you could really contextualize your article. Just, just hammer, like, use all this worthless knowledge. Finally. Yeah. Who, uh, Ollie, the triple set, the Danny Way Ollie first in some Sims video or something. Ooh, ooh, I got one. <laughs> who tag teamed. With Peter Smolik in Steve Celentani's Troubleshooters. <laughs> Troubleshooters. <laughs> I couldn't come up with the name yeah. of the song. Or... Oh, it's, it's, a Visionaries. it's a Visionaries remix. Visionaries instrumental. I don't think I've seen Troubleshooters. Is that a major blind spot in my uh, skate video viewing? I feel like it might be. I'm going to say mostly no. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I, I kind of conflate it in my mind with Tactical Manual. Yeah, same, like, Tactical Manual came out a couple of years later, and I think I watched that a couple of times, and I wasn't really down for it. I didn't like it yeah. that much. But I think Troubleshooters was 98. Wasn't it mostly, like, a bunch of, like, uh, Midwest kids, like, in schoolyards and shit? That's, like, my impression. Yeah, like, heavy Wisconsin in San Diego vibes. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of 
may, maybe this is hyperbolic, but like Dave Mayhew's best part. Wow. <laughs> Whoa, wait. It, it's cool. It's it's really good stuff. I don't know. I like that video a lot, but it was like one of those that hit me, and I think I knew that the dudes were from the Midwest, so that kind of that kind of made it different. Right. Man, Dave Mayhew's part in High Five. I, I never really liked Dave Mayhew that much, but the song that he used um, was really good. I can't think of the guy's name. He sang Allison. Elvis Costello? Yeah, there's an Elvis Costello song. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Dave Mayhew's part in High Five. What a digression. Yeah. But that's that's what the people are here for, right? They hey. might have finally hit pause or unsubscribe when it was Canton Russell at the city council meeting, but... If they're still here. Um, yeah, so Real Street. I felt like, again, because so many of the skaters were so similar, then you have Frankie Villani, he's kind of a one-off, and he's doing his own thing. Like, what what are ways that you could actually improve on the format? Like, and I mean, maybe these are just dream scenarios. Do you, do you get everybody at Pulaski for 10 days, and they get to film there and see what they can come up with? That's kind of an interesting uh, perspective or give them a budget and like, I mean, I guess they all get a budget, but just say like, okay, you got to go to a city that's not your hometown and not California, you know, like you got to go film a video part in this city or like, you know, within this like zone. I think that would be pretty sick. Or if it was just like a regional thing, you know, like you get like Matthews from Chicago and like uh, Philly from humidity to do a part and somebody in north carolina you know somebody in the pacific northwest you know like have it be more regional i think would be cool i was even thinking dakota servold and like cincinnati you know just like a different place where you know he'd skate well yeah that'd be sick Ooh, what about you put you put like you got your six skaters you got six cities throw the cities in a hat and you pull out like you know it's, it's a city lottery so okay dakota servold where's he gonna go oh phoenix or, <laughs> you know jamie four you're going to portland or whatever yeah who's what's our jason what's our cold envelope scenario oh uh new york for new york for like tiago or something yeah yeah that would be good oh i want to see the tiago <laughs> real street new york part yeah it'd be a pretty sick contest format People are naturally competitive. So since the beginning, people have tried to compete in skateboarding. As a creative pursuit, skateboarding doesn't naturally lend itself to competition. Mike, you famously placed 105th at Tampa Am. Is there a different format that might have that might have played better to your strengths? Pretty much anything except for Tampa Am. Um, no, that that speaks too highly of me. I will do a bl- big claim alert on the level of having been rep flow in the past. <laughs> I've actually won two contests. Uh, I won the weekend contest at Woodward when I was out there, and I actually got booed when they announced it. Can't remember if I've told that story on the on the podcast you before. Not. So That's real harsh. quick, there was there was like the kid who could kickflip everything, and the dude who dropped in on everything, and um, I somehow won over them. I did a backside nose grind shove it over the box in my run, so I was proud of that. That's but, pretty good uh, on like a pyramid or just like a. Just on a flat ledge, flat ledge, last trick of the run. Dude, the the hail mary and it worked. I I missed it. I think I made everything in the run, and then I tried the nose grind, shove it, did like the get your back foot on it, mm-hmm. but front foot off in front, and then I I did it the next try. 
So there was that, and then I won a different contest at third layer and got a trip to the Gravity Games in Cleveland for an amateur Gravity Games contest, and I placed last place in the Gravity Games oh, to, 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 to make everything correct again. Sick. Oh, at least you got a free trip to Cleveland. Or was it? Or was it free? I don't know. Did they did they pay your way or fucking? It it was free, and I got to bring a buddy. I brought my oh, buddy Benji, so that was good. And I um I just turned twenty one, like four or five months later. So I went out the night before the contest, and I had a beer at the bar next to Chris Sen. Kind of fanned out on Chris Sen. Skater of the year, nineteen ninety five. So digressions aside, actual contest that I, the formats that I think. I like maybe better. I've always been a f- big fan of like the game Escape with the brackets and everything. Um, and then one I wanted to bring up, and I haven't actually like done well in it, but uh, I helped uh, put on a '70s contest. Like, God, it was probably 15 years ago, where there was barrel jumping and like a hippie jump contest. And that was actually a lot of fun. Um, the barrel jumping portion of it is a, like very gnarly and very scary, but uh, makes for great theater. Or is that like a sure. familia, like a familia or something? That was third layer with root skateboards. Oh yeah, I feel like those kind of contests make a lot of sense, like the barrel jump or the hippie jump or a high ollie contest. It's like, or even a game of skate. There's no like judgment. It's like there's measures. Like this guy ollied 50 inches. This other guy ollied 51 inches. So yep. the guy who did 51 is the winner. It's not like oh like this guy's backsmith was like. A little bit cooler than that guy's backsmith, so we're gonna give it to the first guy. It's just very like cut and dry, which is nice for a contest. There's no disputing it. Yeah, that's kind of like, or just one of the things they do at the uh, at the Glory Challenge, at the Dime Glory Challenge. Like mm-hmm. they keep like moving, making the box bigger or whatever, and people keep trying to ollie and shit like that, or like fastest kickflip, just a bunch of fun little uh, vignettes or whatever. Physical challenges. Yeah, physical way. challenges. Yeah, I think uh, when we were updating the notes page earlier today, we had that like very close to at the same time typed out that what dime seems like the perfect contest format, just in in its both um, fantasticalness and the fact that like it's 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 actually a physical challenge. Yeah, I feel like dime has the right level of like takes it the right amount of serious. Yeah, because it's like the skating is actually extremely impressive, but. You know, they make the flat bar into a sword and have like <laughs> flames and stuff like that. Like it's the right amount of serious, I think, for skateboarding. Yes. I'm trying to remember who I think I, I, I think I did a Twitter rant last year, the year before, just wanting like I want to go to Dime Glory Challenge. And obviously that's not gonna happen this year and hopefully it happens next year. But like, you know, I, I wanna read three thousand words reported on that. And like out of that Twitter rant, um, and maybe this doesn't have to be in, but who's who's the dude from Philly? Rides for Palace. Jamal Smith. Jamal, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So out of that Twitter rant, I was informed that Jamal Smith, like to open the dime challenge, was like lowered from the ceiling on a <laughs> rope or some shit. Like yeah, it, just, yeah. it, it just sounds like a perfect contest, and I would definitely want to read like some experiential journalism about that. Well they uh that was the thing last year. Didn't like someone from the the New York Times cover it, and someone from the New Yorker covered it, and like it had like a ton of like quote unquote main. I don't know. If we probably talked about this. The yeah, thing had a ton of like mainstream journalism coverage, which was crazy. 
Yeah, we definitely uh, talked about that on the podcast before. But yeah, pretty funny that those guys were able to pitch their editors and get a free trip to the Dime Glory Challenge, which really, if you think about it, is just like perfect for like Dime and the Glory Challenge. Again, the right amount of serious. What else do we like? Contests? Mike, I see you put Transworld Skate and Create, which I was trying to think of, but I couldn't yeah. come up with the name. I th- I always really like that <laughs> because, yeah, it's really more about like being creative and coming up with some kind of piece of art or, I don't know, maybe that's too lofty, but like an interesting piece of content. Right. Because I, th- I think skateboarding is like almost half about creating content. Well, and that's what, you know, as that's why it, like the real street has a ceiling on how good it could be i mean there's a lot of factors going in not like dudes are really really gonna put it all on the line for that but you know i remember that video etnies made where it was just like early 90s and oh yeah that was sick they went all out i watched that video so many times because like tyler bledsoe in a goofy boy kit actually looks super awesome and like i don't know the um just like the production value and that was off the charts and so yeah i mean it wasn't the hardest stuff but yeah that that surpassed the entertainment value that i think anybody for x games real streets ever gonna get yeah i'm, I'm a big fan of the uh texas death match Ooh. A la, uh jim's ramp jam like back in the day or whatever shout out jim t uh do they even still do that or is it just compatible with mini ram contests, or could you do it like in a street type of thing? I guess you could. You just got to get like everybody really frenzied. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, there is like the jam session, which is you know there. I feel like there have been some famous collisions at like the Tampa Best Trick Contest, which is a jam session. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who was it in England in like Europe '96 over the car? It was Gons and maybe Pat Duffy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mid-air that, collision. That was gnarly. Yeah, over the Jaguar. Yeah, the jam session is definitely cool uh, with uh, total total chaos. Didn't, uh, didn't like in the old, like, Maloof Money Cup, didn't they do, like, three people at a time or something? I went to the one in New York, and it was, um, yeah, it was, like, a handful of people. Yeah. Um, more than three. It was, like, maybe five or six. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was pretty sick to see. I remember... The way they had it is or part of the judging was like how well you utilized the like whatever section was being skated. And for this one certain section, it was the handrail and then the like ledge over the gap, like the Flushing Meadows street spot. That's like, you know, oh, yeah, like 100 the yards fake, away. Uh, yeah, the fake Flushing, flushing Great. So Shane O'Neill did switch flip back lip on the rail, a bunch of other shit and never skated the the ledge so he was like demoted for that like Hmm. so everybody was just like what the fuck like uh, clearly he won this section and it was just like oh he got like a 50 or whatever 50 out of 100 so certainly flawed but uh you know i think a part of competition is strategy and knowing the rules and playing to them makes me think of last dance somehow maximizing (laughs) maximizing the the rules to your to your benefit yeah, I think the, the the one in a million that seems to have only been able to exist slaps one in a million, I should say, that seems to have like only been able to have existed in like that time frame when it existed. 
Yeah, it that probably was weird. wouldn't be possible now <laughs> with um, with social media. But man, it was that was a good one with um, Forrest Edwards. And yeah, Forrest Mango? was Mango on that one, or maybe Mango just, was on I one. Think yeah. Mango, maybe uh, John Fitzpatrick. So yeah, I think different, John different seasons. On that one. Yeah, different seasons. Because I, I remember I the New York one kind of kind of burned the series. Did it in? Yeah. God, how many of those were there? I'm gonna guess like five. Shout out to uh, St. Louis's Randy Plesser, who I think got sponsored off his video being like in the initial offerings. Shit. I think he got on Birdhouse out of just like, oh, whoa, that video is great. You want to ride for Birdhouse? And then he was <laughs> out of the running. Yeah, those were hilarious. That, that, that was some of the best reality TV like ever. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like we're in this pandemic. People are running out of content. Go fucking binge one in a million you'll be happy you did. I'm sure there's listeners who are like, what is this thing? So, um, you know, check the show notes. It'll yeah, hopefully there. it's on YouTube or something. Or maybe I've even seen on the it on YouTube. Website. I feel like somebody put every put everything all together into yeah, one yeah. thing. Right on. I want to know, like, can we get a documentary on Forrest? <laughs> that would be pretty sick. I, I'm just remembering, like, he was just a full-on, like, if we want to go deep reality TV, he was freaking puck, like... Yeah, he was a star. He was, he was a yeah. natural-born uh, television star. What are you going to do? He had the, uh, the uh, je ne sais quoi, or the if factor, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, shit. I, I see why he stalled out. He wasn't on TV anymore. Yeah, but wasn't... wasn't Didn't quite figure out social media. Because he totally could have been a social media star if he like, played that right. But maybe his personality just doesn't work for social. Because he was never like clamoring for attention which i think social media people are yeah he's more the passive character star but passively right i still see him on there from time to time doing the old uh the old go-to trick the 360 flip 50 50 i love it that i knew exactly what go-to you were gonna <laughs> say and like it's so wild that that's his go-to just picturing him in like big chunky shoes too it's, yeah it's a good one he had a bunch of, like, he was fucking gnarly. I remember he, like, backside 360 some double set in the one in a million. Oh, yeah, that, like, crazy San Francisco, the, like, top of a hill, kind of like like one street dead ending to another one. Something like that, yeah. I feel like there was bricks involved. Like, I've, I've got a switch flip mental picture in my mind where it's, like, a damn good switch flip, you know? Like, it looks switch, but he's got, like, cool body angles. Yeah. Oh, I almost forgot. Speaking of like bracketed skate challenges, like slides and grinds is amazing. Oh, for Uh, sure. Yeah, probably like some of the best shit out right now. The only lame part is sometimes they'll just do like the same trick over and over again with just like a slight variation, like uh, tail slide to fakie, tail slide, tail slide shove it, tail slide big spin. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's that's just to wear out your competition. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I've been watching that religiously like for the past couple months it's like fucking awesome imagine if that was the olympics mm-hmm. well don't <laughs> you have like, a suggestion for the olympics i do my proposal for the olympics is each country makes a video so they have the entire two weeks of the olympic games to make a video so your team consists of a filmer some skaters probably like a tm well i guess like you know there's like coaches and all that shit but you know Either the host city or just the Olympic Village would be your territory that you're allowed to skate 
and they would just be like you know the camera crews would like the olympic camera crews would basically be filming behind the scenes and all throughout the games there would be you know people would be checking up on it like oh we're hearing reports that the australian team has like found this manual pad or whatever or like (laughs) they've like put a lock on this handrail and then the americans came and they just you know ollied over the lock so the lock actually made it sicker you know like there's so much uh opportunity for drama and it's just like a better representation of what skateboarding is than like you know a 60 second run or like you know a park contest which is just mostly set up tricks like i don't know a two week long video sprint would be pretty sick yeah, that would that would be sick because like they do like events that take like a bunch of days like biathlon. They're skiing over here and shooting over here. They do the marathon, which like goes through the whole city or whatever. So yeah, I mean that wouldn't be too far afield from you know other some other events that are all over the place. Yeah, and they're building all these new buildings for the Olympics, so they could just build in some skate spots. Maybe they would build in some like insane shit, you know, like some weird like. S curved flat bars or something, you know, uh, like those are yeah, really yeah. problematic, dude. Nobody knows <laughs> tricks are on. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's my proposal for the Olympics. Or my other proposal is just to let the dime guys run it. Yes. <laughs> this is just a random aside on the Olympics. Maybe a little bit more reality based, but um, definitely think they should actually just have a vert contest. You know, if it were our Olympics, we get the dime guys running it, but there is a vert contest. And I say that if only for like crossover athletes like Yuto Horigami, because like there's a non-zero chance that dude could, you know, medal in in both like street and vert. And I just think that's sick. Whole tangent. Well, if 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 we had Olympic vert skating, Sean White would for sure be on the American skate team. And just for that reason. I think that uh, we're better be, off. We're better off without it. Although I, I do think that vert is a better like contest ready like format or like you know it's like a very confined space. It's like trick after trick after trick, no setup tricks, high flying, death defying. I think vert is a better judged event. Wait, Mike. So you're suggesting like street dudes like Shane O'Neill and Yuto or whatever would have to skate vert? I think only if they. The event? Only if they wanted to, you know. Uh, okay. um, it's like Michael Phelps can do all the different swim strokes, and he gets major props for that. Oh it's yeah, like, yeah. Some like that. Yeah, see, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking of NBC storylines. Mainly, you know, the street yeah. skater, Yuto Origami, pads up. Or you could have like a separate like ledge skating event or something, you know, some shit like that. And with that too, that's the that's the grinds and slides, right? Oh uh, yeah, Brazil would win that uh, uh, easy. Take over the podium. I don't know. Shane O'Neill, man. He's, he's got the ledge tech. Can, can he get that juiced, though, in the heat of competition? I mean, we know he can, but... I think he would look unfazed, you know? <laughs> he would just just bang out the most insane shit. Like, whatever the Brazilians are throwing at him, he's just, like, you know, knocking them back. No problem. That's how I see it. Gold medal round. Tiago versus Shane. Yeah, and Shane gets the gold. He's... Do we know how consistent Tiago is? Uh, well, in that type of scenario, like based on what I've been seeing, Luan would probably be the best person to okay. put against Shane O'Neill. Would also watch that in a in a uh, winner take all battle royale game of ledge game. 
That would be sick. It would be sick if if Olympic skateboarding was like track and field and there's just like all kinds of events happening all over the stadium. There's the high jump, there's the barrel <laughs> jump, there's there's a manual contest. Maybe that's just got to be the next dime challenge. You know, when everything opens back up, they've got those former Olympic facilities in Montreal. You just you just do the whole track and field setup. Get it all going on at once. I think that that sounds fantastic. Yeah, mostly skateboarding creative agency is open <laughs> to new clients. So you know, Olympics, dime, whatever. You know, slide into the DMs. Let's let's build, fam. <laughs> We're always killing it. Subscribe, rate, and review. A couple of contests I have in here, like the Witch Hunt and the All City Showdown, they're kind of like scavenger hunt slash video making uh, scenarios. Uh, I, I always like those. King of the Road-esque. Was that the first yeah, one, exactly. or, or did anything precede King of the Road? I feel like King of the Road was the first. Mm. I mean, there have been like scavenger hunts. Like My friend put on a skate race in L.A., many many years ago that was like it was kind of like an alley cat race like in like the fixie scene or whatever but it was on skateboards and like you know you get a map and there's like you know go to this spot and get a clue to the next spot or whatever and that was a lot of fun what was the uh witch hunt was that like like put on by the skate witches or something or i don't know if it was the skate witches but it was like skate like a girl all those folks in seattle uh yeah the witch hunt is like yeah, it's kind of like just King of the Road, but condensed into a day. Oh, right now. Always fun to watch. I'd be stoked to watch anything like that right now, frankly. Indeed. And that brings us to the end of our show, where we talk about what we're stoked on. Mike, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on a clip of Nick Matthews that I saw on the Cool Mo Leo IG story. Um, that's Dave Ruda, Uprise Skate Shop affiliated guy from chicago um nick matthews did a switch inward heel flip manual on like a median at night in what i'm assuming is the loop in downtown chicago just a really rad clip that i didn't expect to see on cool mo leo's story um yeah i think that dude's one of the most exciting skaters out right now especially from the midwest region he does backside 180 fakey 50s at the post office in chicago and uh it's on ledges that are above knee high for me who's kind of a short person but uh yeah really digging nick matthews lately and the switching or heel to manual is really quite great jason what are you stoked on well uh the good folks over at free skate mag always with the euro content came out with a new javier sarmiento part you know that's like totally my wheelhouse and my favorite, one of my favorite skaters and still got it. Still got it at however old he is, like pushing 40 over 40, whatever. So, you know, that type of shit is pretty inspirational. Uh, also stoked on something that Templeton's Tumblr fellow Tumblr alum, uh, better skate than never did. He posted a couple of sick, uh, Kevin Bradley edits on his Instagram. If you listen to this podcast, you know, Kevin Bradley is like one of my, like, favorite dudes to watch like pretty sick so stoked on those well as venture trucks still available at pretty much every skate shop Tumbling, what are you stoked on this week uh i'm also stoked on those kevin bradley edits i remember watching them and you know it was like some older stuff that i'd kind of forgotten about it was a nice reminder and put together really well where like you know some of the tricks were just like 
edited back to back like yeah yeah but you know run it back let's see it again and it was like yeah that's like a good choice so um, (laughs) shout out to better skate than never yeah hopefully one day he'll uh put it all together and come out with that big statement video part god please (laughs) supreme video like where's it gonna happen i think that's our best chances yeah best chances in a in a supreme project wilson yeah Make it happen, guys. I, I know the industry's listening. Uh, <laughs> Lee but, DuPont, pull your strings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than Kevin Bradley edits, uh, I'm stoked on voting by mail uh, for the Oregon primary. Here in Oregon, we get our ballots just mailed to us. It's really nice. Uh, we get the ballots and we get like a little paper booklet that has every um, nominee's kind of statement. So mm. me and my wife sit on the couch. We read through this pamphlet decide who we want to vote for and we vote and then we drop it off at a conveniently located ballot box on the way to our grocery store super nice super convenient feels good feels good to like be civically involved and also not have to like stand in a big line or like get there and you're like i don't know who the fuck to vote for for this like weird county judge thing that i've never heard about but like you know that thing can probably matter down the road so cool to be able to make an informed decision uh, so voting by mail is what i'm stoked on this week and that's it for our show this week be sure to check out mostly skateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes you can keep up with us online all week jason where can the people find you on the twitter at carbonite 1994 on the instagram at frozen and carbonite and uh, writing stuff for quartersnacks.com new stuff in the works probably yeah, definitely by uh, the first week in June. Sick. Can't wait. Mike, where can the people find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at M Munzenrider. I did recently write a little thing for thevillagepsychic.net about a peculiar trick conversation question that I'm actually super over by now. <laughs> but uh, it was it was fun to write the article, so go peep that if you want to. The article was really good. Uh, oh, thank you. Shocking, I, I, shocking plot twist in there when I talked to my former editor. Let me tell you. I, I was shocked. And then I was like, Kevin is a ramp guy. So I think that we need to take his opinions with a grain of salt. Ooh. But I mean, you know. There's, there's a lot of non-ramp guys who are pretty, uh, pretty hot to trot with the same opinion, too. Acerbic yeah, I, former skate Twitter guys on down. Surprises all around. Yeah, it was a surprising debate. Templeton, where can people find you? I am on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. Thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Later. History beats the Hogan sits. The clip replies the same defeats. Keep your finger on the button issues with crocodile tears and bucket full of tissues. Just the artist slip and wind up world of the nervous tick In a very fashionable hollow I hang around and to be tortured You'll never be alone in the bone archers Scrapple with the bottle is nothing so novel So in this almost empty gin palace Through a two-way looking glass You see your Alice You know she has no sense For all your jealousy 
in a sense she still smiles very sweet charged with insults and flattery her body moves with madness do you have to be so cruel to be careless and now you find you fit this identical completely you say you have no secrets then leave discreetly Clammy and cunning She's been suitably stunning But I know there's not a In Hades All the ladders Can't talk Both whistle So called gentlemen and ladies Dark fight like rose with the sun I gotta be I'm gonna get 